Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Our next guest is certainly not a wallflower either. Joining us now is the great journalist and also founder of Just the News, John Solomon. John, give us the very latest, because I know, at least on that Senate race there, the primary, that is way too close to call. I mean, it is a nail-biter, and not, of course, all the precincts are in. But give us the lowdown tonight. Yeah, let's start with the breaking news. Just before the top of the hour, Just the News called. The governor's race, the Republican governor's race, this was one of the big three that Trump was involved with today. Trump's candidate, Doug Mastriano, the state senator, the man who dove into election integrity uh, with with a lot of energy, uh, he won easily, uh, beating Lou Barletta, a former congressman. Uh, Donald Trump's endorsement came late. Uh, he wins by, it looks like he'll finish around 20 points better than his nearest competitor. So Doug Mastriano is on his way to being the nominee, and he will uh, face off. In, uh, in the fall against Josh Shapiro, the Democrat attorney general, who look, is looking to succeed Governor Wolf, the Democratic governor in the state. The other big prize that's been called already, North Carolina, the Senate race, Ted Budd, a congressman a lot of people didn't hear of until a year ago when Donald Trump very early on endorsed him. He had a, a resounding win today, a two-to-one margin win over one of the state's most famous Republicans, Pat McCrory, one of the most popular Republican governors in North Carolina state history. Ted Budd wins easy. So Donald Trump is 2-0 and on the big three today. And then the one that everybody's waited with bated breath, we go back to Pennsylvania, and that is that Senate race. You're right. It is a nail-biter. But let me tell you the dynamic of what I've been seeing. Early on tonight, that businessman, Dave McCormick, was up 10 or 11 points. That was when all the early vote was counted, people who voted before Election Day. Since that time, McCormick's lead has gone from 11 percent two hours ago to about 1.2 percent right now. It has shrunk to just a one-point lead over Dr. Oz, who is safely in second place, way ahead of Kathy Barnett. There's about 36 percent more of the vote to be counted. It's all day of vote. Uh, Oz has been winning the day of vote handily. There's a good chance that... Uh, Dr. Oz, Mehmet Oz, will jump into the lead before the night's over. He has been closing furiously as day of vote comes in. That's something we're beginning to learn. Democrats and um, establishment Republicans do very well in the early vote, and Donald Trump candidates do really well on the day of vote. That dynamic, I think, will prove itself out again today in Pennsylvania. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, talk about also Kathy Barnett is the, of course, the other one. She's trailing the other two, and it looks like it may be hard for her to catch up. Uh, But she's had, boy, she has gotten just so many people questioning, uh, you know, her tweets that were construed as anti-Muslim, questions about her background, questions about her military service. And I want to play a little bit of this, John. Uh, because this is just one of the incoming that was headed her direction in the last week or two. Since she started surging, this is uh, basically one of the attacks about her military record. Take a listen. And, John, this is basically... Your bio says you served for 10 years. Critics say those forms do not prove that out. Your response? That is not true. Those forms do prove just that. I have never... I have not embellished 
on my record, on my time in the military, and I'm very grateful that I had the wonderful opportunity to serve our country. So she said, no, these are just, you know, false lies. Uh, and some of the tweets were taken out of context or a moment in time was sort of one of the expressions she used. Um, talk about how she has played a role in this race, because she did have a very good debate. It seemed like she surged when she made some very powerful comments during a debate. How has that impacted the vote, John? Well, listen, I think there were some people that don't on the conservative Trump side that didn't think Mehmet Oz was a conservative enough, that he didn't feel MAGA enough. Uh, to Hollywood, maybe for them. And so Kathy Barnett became that sort of protest vote, which is she's kind of Trumpy. She's kind of pro-MAGA. And so in the final week, the final 10 days after the last debate, she surged a lot. And President Trump, former President Trump, felt the importance to put out a statement saying, hey, I know you like her. I like her a little bit, too, a little bit of respect there. But she's really not vetted the way Dr. Oz is. Let's not take that risk. Let's get Oz over the finish line. So even Donald Trump came in to try to slow her momentum. Tonight, she's about eight points behind Oz and about 10 points behind or nine points behind McCormick and, uh, with about three quarters of the vote or two thirds of the vote in. She's not going to most likely pull it off tonight, but she's a very strong second. And I think she puts herself on the map for future elections as a MAGA alternative. Maybe she goes through some extra vetting between now and the next election. But I, I suspect she has a political future ahead of her. I think the real question tonight is, will Oz pull this out? Right now, just as we've talked, uh, it's down about a 1.1% raise. So Oz continues to close with 66% of the vote counted. And talk about also um, Fetterman, because whoever wins the PA race on the GOP side is going to go up against Fetterman. And he, of course, was the lieutenant governor. He's on the Democratic side. And he just had a stroke and didn't even campaign in the last 24, 48 hours. Yes, he did very well tonight. Two, two to one margin over Connor Lamb, who was a Marine and a more centrist Democrat. Another sign that the Democratic side of the equation is really in the hands of uh, the, the the more progressive left now. John Fetterman's a really strong progressive. Connor Lamb was more of that moderate Democrat of the past. You might have called him a blue dog in earlier years. Connor Lamb doesn't pull it off. But Fetterman couldn't campaign in the last five, six days. He had a stroke. And an amazing thing is going to happen in the next few hours. He's going to undergo a surgery in order to put a pacemaker in to control the heart rate so that he doesn't have any future strokes. And when that happens, the Republican Senate president pro temp is going to become the acting lieutenant governor for a short period of time. Republicans are going to take the lieutenant governor's office while John Fetterman is under surgery. A real amazing drama, but Fetterman pulls us out, even though he couldn't campaign in the last few days. He had a very strong campaign before the stroke, and uh, he is a rising star to progressives in the Pennsylvania area, no doubt about it. Now, let's go real quick to North Carolina. Um, Madison Cawthorn. We're still waiting to see what happens there. That's an interesting race because President Trump said, I'm still sticking with Madison Cawthorn, despite a lot of the controversy lately. Yeah, absolutely. He's still about two points behind with about 95 percent of the vote, if I'm reading this correctly. Uh, so uh, the only way he has a chance of catching up is if uh, absentee ballots are counted the next day or so. And, and there's a, a gain there. Uh, It looks like he's falling a little short behind Chuck Edwards, his primary and most popular challenger, who's at 33 percent, Madison at 31.7 percent. Donald Trump doubled down on him this morning, gave him one more push, saying, I think Madison deserves a second chance. We'll see how that plays out at the end of the day. 
but on the big three prizes, President Trump is looking pre- former President Trump is looking pretty strong. Uh, he's got two in the bag, and if Oz were to pull this off tonight and take the lead before 100 percent of vote, he would have the three big prizes of the night uh, in his bag. And he would send his record out somewhere. 60 to he'd be at if it's a Cawthorn lost he'd be at about 65 to two at the end of the night with the current uh, trend lines that we're seeing. That is not a bad record. And speaking of the Trump record, um, John Solomon, it's interesting because Dr. Oz was not the leading candidate, and then suddenly no. President Trump came in, certainly gave him a boost. I think about what happened in Ohio. Uh, with J.D. Vance. That helped him tremendously. I mean, he was trailing big time, and then suddenly he got that enormous boost from President Trump, and that helped him. He won the Ohio, uh, obviously, primary, as you know. He sure did. Um, talk about the Trump factor. What What do you think is going to be the message about the Trump factor, and is it the Trump party still? It clearly is. In fact, I think tonight was a test. Is he going to refashion the party even more his liking with a new generation of 40 and 50 something candidates and thus far he's done that i don't i think of all the races tonight that probably is the most dramatically affected by president trump just think about ted but how many people knew who ted was a year and president trump doubled uh, doubled on him early like right after cpac in 2021 and bud wins two to one over a guy pat mccrory who's had nothing but a stellar republican record in north carolina the trump factor is strong for these candidates. People were saying, Ted, who a year ago? Now they got their nominee, and, and he wins handily two to one over a figure that most people in, in North Carolina Republican politics revere. Pat McCrory is no slouch. He was a, a very popular governor as Republican. So Ted Budd goes in now. He's going to face Sherry Beasley. Uh, she is uh, looking to become the first African-American senator from North Carolina, a historic thing. She easily won her primary today. But that Trump factor, he can take somebody that nobody's heard of, put him at the top of the ticket. He could take someone who was in third place. Oz is in third place before the endorsement. J.D. Vance was in third or fourth place, depending what hole you looked at. Vance won. Oz is closing tonight. Could very well end the night at the, at the top of the, uh, of the, of the vote count. Uh, the Trump factor is alive and well. And what you're seeing now is a hand-picked next generation of the Trump Republican Party uh, slate of candidates. And thus far, the, president, the former president's off to a very strong start. Do you believe we're going to hear about Pennsylvania maybe in the next hour or two? Are we close, do you think? Listen, if it's under a point and a half, they probably will not call it tonight because there is some absentee vote and other things that will come in day of. And so we'll have to watch that. But let's let's just take a look and see. Since we've been talking what's happened, I've got all the different tote boards up here, and they're all calculating at once. Let's go take a look at where we are with um, with that Senate now, Oz is still at about 1.1, 1.2 behind with 66%. Hasn't moved much yet, but he's closed about 10 points of the gap in the last 90 minutes. There's about 34%, a third of the vote still out. It's almost all day of vote and some late absentee vote. The late absentee vote likely will go McCormick's way. The day of vote will probably go Oz's way. Uh, we could be still waiting on this one until tomorrow morning. It just depends how that last third of vote breaks. Wow. It is a nail biter. Uh, Thank you so much, John Solomon. So great to have you on, my friend, and get your great perspective. It's an honor to be with you. Have a good night. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.